Welcome to Dropping the Ball. I'm Andrew, and I'm coming to you today with another sports short. Where we are going to dive into the sticky stuff. The sticky stuff, you ask? Well, for those that follow Major League Baseball, you've probably noticed there has been a huge uproar about the usage of illegal substances. One could argue that this has been a practice that has been used for decades, for really even centuries, dating back to as early as baseball began. You have some big-time people with our Black Sox scandals that uh, got an opportunity to doctor baseballs. One of the biggest known players was Gaylord Perry, who spitballed his way all the way to the Hall of Fame. Now it is in the limelight of professional baseball yet again. But what does it mean and what's happening? So for those that haven't had the opportunity to keep up with the current world of what's going on in Major League Baseball, they recently issued a memo at the beginning of the season that talked about how they were going to be cracking down on the usage of illegal substances. Now, what is an illegal substance? Well, based on Major League Baseball rules, anything and everything that not that is not a rosin bag left behind the mound. With that said, there's a ton of gray area, because if you remember, I mentioned this has been going on for centuries. So what types of things are they using? Well, it started off as maybe just a little pine tar, maybe a little extra rosin, maybe a mixture of pine tar and sunscreen. Well, now they're pulling out all sorts of different things, with one of the more popular ones being types of glue or more specifically a product called spider tech. With these substances, what do they do to the baseball? Why is it such a big deal? Well, for first off, for the, the true baseball fan, it's, it's simply put, it's just, just cheating. But why would a pitcher risk the chance of suspension or even banning, depending on how serious the nature of the act is considered, to do something like this? Well, if you're not sure how to throw a baseball, you can't fully understand and grasp exactly what they're trying to accomplish. But when you are an elite pitcher, your biggest goal is to have the ball spin. The faster it spins, the more movement, the more movement, the harder it is to hit. So in years past, and for the longest time, the hitter, the offense, was favored. Now, Major League Baseball has done a few things in the last few years. They seems like they've changed the baseball every year for the last decade to elicit more offense. We had an explosion of home runs three years ago in 2018 and, and also in 2019. 2020, you saw a little bit dip of, of the home run baseball, but again, it was a shortened season. So we just really have to kind of throw out most of those metrics. And then this year... The ball was made 1% lighter. It was designed to be hit better, but yet the swing rate is up. But guess what else is up? Pitcher's spin rate. And it's not by any coincidence. You have pitchers like Trevor Bauer, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, who went to their new respective teams in the last few years, and their spin rate increased significantly. With that said, what does that actually mean? Does it truly give a pitcher the advantage? Well, I'm going to tell you now, as a current baseball player, 100% absolutely. The more the ball moves, the harder it is. 
I was reading an article the other day about this situation, and one of the Major League Baseball players who, who wanted to stay anonymous, he discussed how he, he couldn't really trust his eyes anymore because he knew what a pitch was supposed to do. He sees the spin of the curveball, but then it drops off like it's never done before. And what's happening is this sticky stuff, these sticky substances are changing the tact of the ball. It's allowing for better grip and it's allowing for faster rotation of the baseball. And since that memo has been posted, you see that the spin rate for some of these pitchers are declining. Now that is an interesting thing to consider. If they weren't actually doctoring the baseball, which 95% of the pitchers out there probably are, and out of those 95, 90-95% that probably are, I'd say almost 100% will deny it because it is, let's go again, it is cheating. But as we start to navigate through the, the, the ban of the substance, or I guess the rebanning of the substance, which technically begins on the 21st of this month, that's when you're going to really see a big difference. You're going to start seeing some of these elite pitchers, which I truly hope isn't the case, but we are going to see some of these elite pitchers really lose their electricity. And that's going to be really interesting. When you look at certain teams like the Yankees who have Garrett Cole or the Dodgers who have Trevor Bauer or some of those other big name, big market teams, this year their spin rate went through the roof, sometimes increasing by almost 10% from last season. Are we going to see an immediate 10% decrease? Probably not, but there's a strong chance you're going to see as a whole team those decreases become a real thing. The big question for all of our Major League Baseball fans, will offense actually tick up? Mm, I'm going to err on the side of caution here. While I do think that is going to make it a little bit different, the pitcher may not have the overall advantage because they may have trouble controlling the ball, but really it's probably not going to be a control outside of a movement type difference. The batter has changed significantly over the last I'd say decade. Swing and miss rates are through the roof. Strikeouts are through the roof. The league batting average has bottomed out to one of the lowest it's ever been. Now, we could attribute that to some of these pitchers doctoring the baseball, but with an increased view and increased willingness to look at metrics, analytics, and, and focus on things like launch angle and exit velocity, Batters have truly stepped away in a large sense from becoming and being a contact batter. Man, I would love to see more small ball, which is why I do kind of like the new changes of rules for extra innings, as I discussed in our most in one of our recent episodes, Pace of Play. I still love the traditional game of baseball, but I do want to see a little bit more offense. As much as I love seeing a no-hitter or perfect game, as rare as they are, maybe a little less rare this year, but as much as I love seeing those, I also love seeing five home runs in a game or 15 hits from each side in a, in a 10 to 9 game. Now, I don't want to see every game like that. I do want those dominant pitchers like Jacob deGrom going out there and really dealing it without substances. I want to see the Kyle Hendricks who doesn't need 
the overpowering high spin rate fastball that's rising as it crosses the plate. He relies on his location, the modern day Greg Maddox. I love seeing those two different types of pitchers, the power pitcher and the finesse pitcher, doing it the right way. And I have full confidence saying that neither of those players, primarily because when you throw at a lower speed, when your average fastball is 88, 89 miles per hour, you're focused on location, not spin rate. When you've had a sub-2 ERA for the last three years, yeah, sure, you could argue that he's cheating and he's doctoring the baseball, but the likelihood is he's just really that good. Jacob deGrom is and could be the best pitcher we've ever seen. Right now, there's only a couple above him, probably the most recent being Pedro Martinez, who had a very similar, similar type of span of four or five years where he was just untouchable. Thinking about the sticky substance, what's going to happen? What, what will change after this rule goes into place on the 21st? Well, you're going to see less pitchers digging in their crotch, trying to find uh, that sticky stuff they hid behind their jock strap. You're going to see less brown, awkward looking substances on their arms. But are we going to see a difference in actual performance? My guess, yes. How much will it be affected? Probably not that much. Realistically, the ones that I see that may be affected more aren't going to be the starters. Sure, you might see a decrease in, in spin rate. You might see a little bit of decrease in control. But let's be realistic. The elite starter, whether they're doctoring baseballs or not, they have spent their entire life going out there knowing how to control and throw 70, 80, 90, 100 pitches on a regular basis. The ones that I'm going to be curious to really monitor and watch are going to be those relief pitchers. The guys that come out, they throw 100 miles per hour, and they already struggle at controlling it, maybe with substances. So one thing that Major League Baseball does have to recognize and keep an eye on during this current climate and situation of what's going on and what's happening is the amount of wild pitches. Are more pitchers going to be wild? Are they going to be missing the zone? And are we putting our batters, our offensive players, at a higher risk to getting plunked in the head? For those that saw that scary situation with Kevin Pillar, man, I'm glad the man's okay. And dude's a freaking savage. He came out using the same bat a few weeks later that he used getting his face bashed in by a baseball and had blood down the handle. What a freaking monster. As we dive deeper into the idea of sticky substances, I mentioned before at the beginning of this episode, it has been around for a very, very long time. How long, you ask? The entire time that baseball has been around. I'm not going to go into it too heavily because I want you guys to go back and listen to our most recent or really any of our episodes. One of our very first and most popular episodes were were baseball scandals. We talked about everything, and this is potentially going to be the largest scandal we've ever seen. And what's crazy is Luke and I barely even discuss things like the spitball and doctoring baseball, primarily because you only saw a handful of people and pitchers out there actually doing it. But now there is an assumption that there are pitchers on every single major league roster 
that is doctoring the baseball. Let's think about that for a second. If you have a roster with 12 players, 12, 13, 12 to 14 pitchers, and half of those are doctoring baseballs, man, that's a whole lot of baseball players in the league. Now, of course, not every team is going to be half. No team has admitted that any of their pitchers are doing it, but we know for a fact there's pitchers out there. I'm not going to point fingers and say who is or who isn't because at the end of the day, I'm not the judge, I'm not the jury, and I'm not going to make a verdict. I definitely believe that definitely believe that there are pitchers out there doing it. It's been going on for a while. The, the thing that's changed, and I think the reason that Major League Baseball has began to really want to crack down on it is the significance of the offensive drop-off the significance of the change in spin rate across the league. Again, we've got pitchers that have increased their spin rate from one season to another by over 300 to 400 RPMs. That is insane. Mechanics can change a little bit. Strength can change a little bit. But the only thing that's changing it by that amount is an illegal substance. Again, we talk about how this is going to affect the game, but how's it affected the game all across the board. Well, not nearly as much as it is now, and that's why it's become such an issue. Thinking about the process in which Major League Baseball has done this, I'm not a fan. Sure, they sent a memo out at the beginning of the season saying they were going to be checking it, and it was a few weeks in, they decided to start taking baseballs from Trevor Bauer, and they took a cap from a uh, pitcher for, uh, for the Cardinals. His name's slipping my mind. He was a relief pitcher. They, they've taken evidence in, quote-unquote, to, to monitor the situation. They've got these high-tech cameras and everything that can zone in and zoom in on, on the pitchers to see what they're grabbing at the brim of their bill or what they're digging their baseball in. But the issue that I truly have with it is not the fact that they want to crack down. Sure, if they want to crack down and get a grip on something before it's truly out of control, much like the steroid era, why in the middle of the season? Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, and everyone in the front offices knew that this was going on before the season start. So why, oh why, would you change a rule in the middle of the year? That's absolutely absurd. You have Tyler Glasnow, who recently, most likely, tore his UCL and would, will likely be out for at least the rest of this season, if not deep into next season coming out and, and basically blaming his injury on his inability to use sticky stuff. Now, again, most, most pitchers are not admitting to the fact that they are doctoring baseball. Glassnow was not afraid to say that, hey, I stopped using sunscreen, which is no, not as bad as some of the other substances, I guess you could say. But he said he stopped using it a few, few starts ago. And it caused his body to have to work harder. He was sore after pitching, which is something he hasn't experienced in a long time. And lo and behold, two, three starts after he stopped using it because he knew the crackdown was coming, he tears his UCL. And that's a big time injury for an elite pitcher like him. One could argue, hey, bud, you shouldn't have been cheating and this wouldn't have happened. But when it's been an a written rule that has been un, that has not been enforced and has been an unwritten thing that pitchers have been doing for decades, 
it does seem a little fishy and uncomfortable that Major League Baseball has decided to do this now. To me, it would make so much more sense for the product on the field to wait and have this done at the end of the season. Allow every pitcher, every team, every organization the same equal opportunity to adjust and address whoever's using it and allow it to be done with a little bit of anonymity. And at this point, now there's no chance. It's a 10-game suspension if someone gets caught doing it. And then I don't know what the next step would be because they haven't really decided that. And I think that's the biggest issue. There are a lot of people out there that are all upset. Well, how are you going to punish these people now, but you didn't punish the Astros? Well, for those that feel that way, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You're wrong. They did punish the Astros. The Astros as a team cheated. And I say this again, the Astros as a team cheated. So what the MLB did was punish the team. It was nearly impossible for them to be able to have gotten all the information that was necessary to truly find out what was going on without giving a little bit of freedom and ability to say, hey, I'm not going to actually get punished. I understand what I did was wrong. It's the same situation. If Trevor Bauer was using, well, he's not being punished for it, even if they can prove it. But if he uses now, if he does doctor baseballs now, then he will be punished. It's going to be the same thing for any player that gets caught stealing signs in the manner that the Astros did it. So no, I'm not upset that they haven't chosen to punish anyone that they quote unquote know is doctoring the baseball. What I am upset about is the way they did it. They should have absolutely waited until the end of the year. The big question that needs to be answered, what does this mean? You see that the MLB wants the purity of baseball to be upheld. Okay, I can get that. I understand it. I do too. We've also talked about how some of the changes that they're making are a good thing for the viewership, for the excitement surrounding baseball. In this sense, more offense means more excitement. The standard, the new fan may not be excited about watching a pitcher strike out 12 batters every game. I am, but I also like the offense. I'm happy with either product on the field when it comes to offense or defense and which one's dominant. But many people would prefer to see offense. It's why you have the NFL as the highest rated sport that everyone watches because there's tons of action. And that's what the MLB is trying to do. They're trying to get more action. Did they go it about the right way? I'm not sure. The jury's still, the verdict's still out, and we'll have to see what happens over the next really couple weeks. Probably by mid-July, we're going to see if this had any significant change or if it was one of these stupid things MLB wanted to do just to kind of flex their, flex their power and say, hey, here's my nuts. They're bigger than yours. <laughs> so we'll see how that turns out. Is there a solution? If we do see that pitchers across the border, losing control, not able to grip the slick baseball, not able to do anything and, and control the baseball. We're putting offensive players at a safety risk. What is the MLB going to do? What is the solution? I can tell you now, as a former pitcher, rosin bags don't do much. That dries your hand out, but if you're picking up a slick baseball, a dry hand doesn't really help. So I understand why pitchers used sunscreen or pine tar, whatever it may be. I never did because I never threw hard enough for it to matter. One suggestion, and, and one thing that I've always wanted to see from a baseball perspective, is sure, keep the rosin bag behind the mound, 
but let's throw out some type of pine tar mixture. Maybe it is pine tar and sunscreen. Make it a substance that is controllable by the leaf. Because if you think about it, batters can put pine tar on their bats for better grip. Catchers can put pine tar on their shin guards for better grip. So why can't a pitcher put some type of substance, more than just rosin, on their hands to get a better grip? There will be a tough way. That'll be a tough thing to kind of decide and decipher, hey, is he taking too much pine tar off of the thing behind the pitcher's mound and putting it on the baseball to make it spin more? Something tells me if the league's in control of the substance, the league will also have a better option. That way, players and pitchers can't hide it anywhere. They can't put it, under, they can't put it in their glove or under the brim of their cap or in their jock strap or wherever, in their back pocket. Because the only time they can use it is when they go to that spot behind the mound. The question will be, will they be allowed to put it on their wrist? Will they be allowed to cover their hand or cover their glove? I don't know. That'll be up to the MLB and what they decide to do. MLB absolutely has a pathway to make this work and to find a happy medium to where we're not having these ridiculous changes in the speed and the, the rotations of the baseball, but also giving the pitchers what they want the ability to control the baseball. Because the bottom line, sure, there's some out there really trying to increase their ability of movement in the baseball to deceive the batter, but they really just want to control the ball. Now, the verdict's still out. We'll have to see and, and see what ultimately happens over, the, I'd say the next month will give us a really good idea. But it is going to be a really fun story to follow up and watch and kind of assess what's changed. Does the batter does the batter finally have the advantage again, or does the pitcher continue to dominate as it has for the last couple seasons? One can only tell, time can only tell, and I hope you guys get a chance to tune in and watch some baseball and see if you notice a difference. If you've never watched it before or haven't watched it very often, you probably won't, and that's perfectly fine. I just want you to tune into my favorite sport. Don't forget to also Go back and listen to our Baseball Scandals episode. It was our, I believe it was our second episode ever. It was, it's still to, to date one of Luke and I's favorite episodes. And it was one of our most popular episodes. So if you hadn't had the opportunity to listen to that, take a few minutes out of your day, pop it in, or pop it in your ears and listen to it. It's a great, huge historical episode that, that if you don't love baseball, you may afterwards. I hope so. That was my goal. Make sure you take the time to find us on Twitter, dropping underscore the ball, no G. You can find us on Ladoru LLC and dropping the ball Facebook pages. And you can email us at droppingtheballpod at gmail.com. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll be back with another sports short. I do apologize for the tardiness of this episode as I just recently introduced my new, my firstborn daughter into this world. So it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. I don't know what day it is, what time it is, or, or why I'm here, or why I'm not here, or what I'm supposed to be doing. It has been a blast, and I'm excited to be back in action with you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Until next time, peace.